Hey everyone, and welcome to the latest episode in our ongoing series of shows covering Disneyland. This week we are talking about dining at the Disneyland Resort, and specifically in this episode we are talking about our top five favorite counter service restaurants at Disneyland. But before we get to that, just want to remind everyone we are giving away not one, but two trips to Disneyland as part of this whole month-long thing that we're doing. And if you want details on how you can enter to be a part of that, just head over to wdwinfo.com slash Disneyland. You'll see a big link for our contest and it will tell you everything you need to know. We're also releasing a ton of videos this month from our time out in Disneyland. We have some amazing stuff that we shot uh, during our, our visit. And uh, you're going to want to go check all of that out. And we're going to be releasing stuff throughout the month on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash disunplugged. So uh, before we move on to the food stuff, let me talk about the people sitting with me at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining me for this episode are associate producer Rhino Clavin. Hello. Uh, the host of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, Tom Bell. Hey, folks. The producer of our show. The lovely and talented Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. And of course, he's only just happy to be here, <laughs> Mr. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> you kind of ruined it. <laughs> I'm doing that intentionally. <laughs> and uh, back on the controls right now, our associate producer, Mr. Oliver Green. Hello. So, let's talk about counter service. Um, one of the things I want to say here, too... Uh, there was a time, I want to say maybe five years ago, when I felt that counter service food at Disneyland was the worst I'd ever ever experienced. I could not get a decent meal. And over the course of time, and I don't know if this has been slow over the last five years or there's been some just some big shift. Because normally what happened was I got to a place where I avoided counter service. Like I go to Cafe Orleans for like table service or something like that. But um, everything I did was table service. I, I would not go up to any counter service because I just had always felt it was, you know, not good. And so this trip, because we knew we were going to cover it and we wanted to talk about what our favorite counter service places were. Because when we first like came up with this, I'm like, I don't have any because they're all crap. Um, and apparently, like, something happened. I, and I mean this, anybody who watches the show knows I am not going to give faint praise, um, or I am not going to hold off on criticizing anything I don't like. And I say this with all sincerity, there was not one bite of food I took from, a, from really from any of the restaurants, but especially counter service, that I didn't think was outstanding, or at least very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first, uh, number five on our list of best counter service restaurants uh, goes to Whitewater Snacks over at uh, Disney's Grand Californian uh, Resort, a yeah. uh, hotel. And... Uh, there were three things about specifically about this uh, this location that that we honed in on. Now, one of them is Tom's favorite thing. Every time he talks about it, he starts getting this <laughs> glimmer in his Glowing, eye yes. and a little drool coming out the side of his mouth. 
Tom, what is it's, what is it that, at Whitewater Snacks that makes you so it's excited? The, it's those nachos. Um, just a bowl of goodness with either chicken or steak or sometimes they'll have carnitas. Well, and that's the, that's and the other thing is that they, they on the menu it doesn't say steak. It says beef. It says beef, yes. Beef. And no. Yeah. It's steak. steak. Yeah. It's steak. And it's good. And it's tender. And it's not like tough and chewy. It's just like it melts in your mouth. Oh, my God. It's, it's not so out of the good. bag steak. It's like actually like cooked and like sliced yeah. up and pulled apart for you. It's not like that uh, cubed anything. You know, it was. it took me back right away because that was one of the first places we even tried too and it was just like wow i was really happy to be staying in that hotel by the end of that food sampling day <laughs> yeah we were all at the disneyland hotel but i couldn't get rhino a room there so rhino ended up in the grand california it was very nice and i was super happy that this place was in my hotel after we ate here though so the nachos are definitely something that was a big big hit and there were none left i mean they brought out a ton of them for us and we just devoured them. I, I always talk them up, and then I'm like, okay, I hope they like them. But luckily, you guys did. No, so. we, and then we tried those at like 9 in the morning. Yeah, I was just going to say gonna that. Who's going to want to eat right. ugh, nachos yeah. at 9? These people are crazy. We'll take a couple of bites to make them not feel bad. And then we were like, again, like, oh, no, give me the bowl back. I need to lick it. Like, don't. <laughs> don't. I thought the amount of meat they put on it was pretty substantial. You know, usually with nachos, by the time you're, you know, you get th- a few bites, and then you're just left with chips. Yeah. You know, but I think they kind of loaded this up. Yeah, these were really well, well-appointed, well-appointed nachos. The other thing that I thought was really good, and this is especially good, like early in the morning, heading into the parks, you want to grab breakfast, but you don't really want – you want something more grab-and-go. The breakfast sandwiches oh were gosh. absurdly good. Yeah. Absurdly good. So good. And they have, uh, they have like a few different ones – um, there was like a sausage, egg, and cheese. I think it was bacon. And I like the one that had the potatoes in it. There was like one yeah. that had a little piece of potato. Oh my gosh! And it, and again, we talked about the nachos being kind of substantial. These are also substantial. Like the breakfast burrito was like two big pieces. Like that, you could have split that with somebody else. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't because it was too good. But you could have. Yeah. You were a better person than Agreed. I. Agreed. Tom. Sorry. No, <laughs> you can't. I was just no. thinking about the, the the biscuit, the sandwiches. They're it's biscuits, but it's it's not any biscuits I've ever seen. They're as big as a hamburger. They're bun. like mutant biscuits. Mutant yeah. <laughs> biscuits, so good. The, the other thing I, I know, you know, you can make fun of me for this, but <laughs> one of my favorite things in the world now are the freestyle Coke okay. machines. Now, if you haven't seen these, these are you know Coke machines, but you can. There's like a hundred different combinations of Coca-Cola-based drinks or or Coca-Cola-owned drinks that you can make. So, like, I like Coke Zero. You know, um, I'm diabetic, so I don't want sugar, obviously. But um, so I, I do Coke Zero. So you select Coke Zero, and then you can have flavors in your Coke Zero that you can't find in the store. I can have lime. I can have raspberry. I can get my vanilla, I can get cherry, I can get all... And they do this with, like, all different Coke products. So this is like a hundred combinations. And you buy, you know, you buy a cup. It's the... I think it's RFID there, isn't it? Nope. Or no, it's not. No. Oh. That was Universal. Yeah. Universal has RFID. Because they're all over the parks at Universal Orlando. Uh, you can buy the refillable mug yeah. and go around for the day and... I saw that and just I lost my mind. I don't think that's too far off at Disneyland. 
I think that's going to happen eventually. I think Coke Freestyle Machine should be required by federal law <laughs> to be on every street corner. I think they are amazing. Get a Coke Zero, add sugar and calories. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, just generally speaking, it's a great location. Right. And it's... Uh, You're in DCA for the day and you want a quick lunch, a nice Disney, quiet lunch. It's Disney California Sorry. Adventure for those who aren't like down with the lingo. Sorry. Um, if you're in California Crazy Adventure kids. for the day and you want to pop out for a quick lunch or a quiet lunch, you can use the Grand Californian entrance and pop over there. It's nice, quiet. You're in the Redwoods like you were in Condor Flats. It's really, really cool. Good tip. Now, number four on our list of best counter service restaurant uh, goes to Flo's Cafe. Uh, V8 at, at DCA. V8, yeah. Flo's V8 Cafe in the Cars Land section of Disney California Adventure. And there were a couple of things here that really... First of all, the shakes. I took I took a shake and ran. Like they they were taking photos, and I was like, oh, I just got to go outside for a few minutes. These were good. I mean, really, really good shakes. Um, I was I couldn't have too much of it again. I'm diabetic, so I got to watch. I can't sit down and like chug a shake, otherwise I'm be comatose. But uh, the thing that the thing I ate that just like I dream about still was the uh, the roast beef and cheddar. Sandwich mm-hmm. with the caramelized onions. Oh, yeah. that was nothing wrong well, with anything in that sentence. There's nothing wrong with that sentence, and I, I was, I was really, really impressed by that. Um, another one that was a big favorite uh, among the team was the Spitfire rotisserie quarter chicken. Yeah, um, it was. It's nice that like you can go somewhere like Flows and. Or these places, the counter service, and it'd be kind of different than what's right around the corner. And I liked because I liked the uh, the cheddar um, sandwich, and then I liked the that you could just get like chicken too. Well, I like really well cooked. One of the things, as somebody you know, anybody who watches the show on a regular basis knows, I've lost quite a bit of weight in the last year. So part of that, you know, is exercise. Part of that is diet. And anybody who's tried to lose weight and maintain a diet and goes into a theme park, yeah. You know, you know how challenging that is. One of the things I really appreciated being out at Disneyland is that every place we went, there was an option that made sense for me in terms of that. So that, you know, when when I'm really, really wanting a burger mm. and I'm like, no, I really can't do that. There's a rotisserie chicken on the menu. Yeah. Um, but then they, you know, they're, they, you know, the evil thin people put roast beef and cheddar with caramelized <laughs> onions on the menu, and you know, um, so I, I appreciated that. It seemed like at every place we went, every counter service we went to, there were options, and not always just one. Sometimes there were multiple options of things that you could eat where you're not going to be. You didn't feel terrible about yourself, pa- right? Exactly, yeah. not pounding on the calories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, that I, that's. I don't know if that's California, that's Disneyland, but it's a great it, – it was definitely like what you said. It's nice to have that little, okay, I guess I'll be good. There's a part of me that hates it because it's there because then if I order the unhealthy thing, I have no one to blame but myself. But, you know, they take that equation out. But at least <laughs> at least having the option. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting about Flo's were the kids' meals. Mm-hmm. Um, they had – they were really, really cute. They would bring the you can get the kids meals in like a, a, a Lightning McQueen uh, carrier, yeah, carrier. Like the, um, the top comes up and they and put your food in there. 
you know, they got the you get the the vegetables and the fruit yeah. and the sandwich, and it's it's really cute. And you know, you see kids. We saw kids walking around the park carrying mm-hmm. carrying their Lightning McQueen. It was really cute. They do out there in particular. Um, we saw it with popcorn. Mm-hmm. We saw it with drinks. We saw it in counter service. They have these great buckets yeah. for ballot or cups or carriers, for lack of a better term. I mean, really creative. Yeah. Rhino was like like collecting them. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's hard because you're. It's not something that I always thought about as souvenir. You know, you see them, and you're like, oh, they have them, they're cool. But uh, it's just something. Like, everywhere you turned out there, there was just a new cool themed thing that you could get your hands on whether it was with the food with the drinks with popcorn whatever my i my i'm glad i brought an extra suitcase because all those went in my extra suitcase <laughs> i had a lot and i met the 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 gentleman who uh works on the team who designed that who too. designs them yeah we'll have a video up for that too but he was you know the whole process yeah rhino got it yeah cool. rhino managed to score an interview with because he was so taken with these things yeah that he got, he scored an interview with the guy who heads the team that yeah. that designs them, and uh, so yeah, that's one of the videos that's going to yeah. be going up with this. I definitely check it out because there's a lot more that goes into that than than you'd think. But on top of that, these people who are making them are just they're the people you want making them. You know what I mean? They they're like us where they're like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, like, they get excited you know, about it. Yeah. So well, again, I think that's also part of the difference with Disneyland. Versus Disney World. Um, there is that... I was talking to somebody about this last night. That the sense of ownership that the locals have in that park, we don't really have that here in Orlando. And But it perme- it's not just the guests. It's the people who work there. They have the same thing. They're, they're fans. They are huge fans. They love Disneyland. They grew up with Disneyland. They care about the legacy. They, it's the big difference. I was I was uh, in the Magic Kingdom last night for the last what I think is going to be the last after hours event. Yes, this is being pre recorded, um, <laughs> and uh, I randomly struck up a conversation. These weren't listeners. These people had no idea who I was, um, and randomly struck up a conversation with this couple who had just come back from Disneyland like three weeks ago. And I, you know, they said after this trip to Disney World, seeing the difference between the two was so stark that from now on their yearly trips are going to be to Disneyland because they said the cast members were so much more helpful the food was so much better everything was just better now i don't know that i agree with that i don't agree that everything is better in disneyland i love disneyland and i think disneyland has an awful lot going for it but i love world too and they're different they're different they're different destinations and they got to be looked at that way i mean there's some comparisons you can't help but draw them and we're drawing some of them here and we're going to be drawing some of them in some of our other shows but you know, they are two very different experiences. Disneyland has the intimacy, though, and it has this fan passion and this fan investment in it. So when you talk about the team that's putting together yeah. these 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 popcorn buckets, something you'd think would just kind of be a no-brainer. 
These are fans putting this together, yeah. basically. These are people who are invested in wanting to do something cool and different. Yeah, you'd think it'd be like a corporate... Because here, it, it, the vibe you kind of get is a little more like, oh, well, somebody's got to know somebody's got to know somebody. Like, you think about it away from us, like not in the park. Whereas, like, this guy came and hung out with us almost every day, and and... They're just like their office is right there, and they kind of walk through the park every day. And they like, oh well, let me get a cup and go. I'm going to go up and take a cool picture in the in in front of the Yeti, you know. And you're like, that's what you do. Like you take your thing and then you go do it. Like it just, I always it makes me feel like Disneyland is the handshake or the hug, and and Disney World is like the adventure you go on. So that's the that's the feeling. I get that's a little different, you know. Very deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Zen of Rhino. I, just, I said and meditate in some areas of these parks. For well, you know, but you know, you also get the impression when you look at these. I realize we're spending a lot of time on carriers and cups, but we should. Um, seeing the number of them, different types of them. You know, there's a, a you know a Tie Fighter from Star Wars pop a popcorn. It was a popcorn bucket. Yeah, right? it was a popcorn bucket. Yeah. Um, and then the different, like the different cups and the different, you know, like we're, we're like we're talking about. It almost looks to me like Disney said to this team, "Just do whatever you want, have fun, yeah, like be crazy." Because there's so many different ones, and they're in all areas of the park, and they're all different, and it's it's really cool. So that's one of the things we noticed about about flows. Number uh, three on our list. This one surprised me. I never ever going before going out there would have guessed. I would have put Galactic Grill in the Disneyland Park at number three. This is over in Tomorrowland. This yeah. is part of their Star Wars. Another place you can get a lot of the cool, like, the buckets. Like, yeah. It's not all popcorn buckets. Like, the, the meals served in the Han Solo Carbonite bucket that I've taken home. And mm-hmm. it's stupid, but I use it for receipts. But I know where my receipts are. They're inside of Han Solo. And then, like... <laughs> I'm shoving my receipts up inside of Han Solo. Yeah. There's a sentence you never thought you'd hear. <laughs> yeah. Is it important? It's in Han Solo. Go get it. Like, and, you know, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's kind of that theming that we, we just talked about for a few minutes about popcorn bucket stuff. It carries into the food, and I feel it very present in the food that you can get at the Galactic Grill, for sure. And uh, they... Uh, some of the items that the team really responded to well. The first order burger. This oh was gosh. the dark side burger. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that was a repeat. Like it was one of those. Like of all the foods we've tried, like this was the one where I was like, we've got to go back and get this again. And what 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 is, what is the first order burger? And um, um, it's on. It's served on a, a black bun. Um, I don't remember the type of bun. I know in in Orlando, it's it's a it's like a rye. It's not the same there though, right? Isn't and, it a pumpernickel? I don't in? think it's pumpernickel in California. But Looked if like somebody it. wants to. Google that real quick. I'm, but, I'm looking up right now. Um, but yeah, it's on a black bun. It's like a chorizo patty. Um, it's got this uh, lettuce, tomato. It's all very fresh, and it's got this green sauce on it. Is it a pumpernickel? It does not say. It says a dark bun. Yeah, it, 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 it didn't have that. Well, that's what I was expecting to have that bitter kind of flavor. To Rhino's, it, Rhino's it, a big, big fan of dark buns. Oh, yeah, if anybody knows me. <laughs> Um, but I, I, this, this was one of those, like, we were supposed to be biting and sharing. And again, this area, I was like, I don't want to share any of this. Um, it's, it was super good. Uh, very, and like I said, I can't use the word fresh enough out here because it felt very like off the line. Somebody took a lot of care and made this. And I went back when we weren't with anybody too. And it was the, I was getting the same quality every time. So it was, it was great. You have to definitely try this. I also liked the other offering they had here on the other side of the, the force spectrum, the light, the light, um, the light side, right? No, the Jedi 
Order, is that what the burger was called? It's not a burger. It is Jedi Order. Jedi Order. That's a chicken chicken sandwich. sandwich. Chicken sandwich, yeah. Five spice. Fried green beans on it. What can be better than fried green beans on your sandwich? Again, you think you're being healthy because you got your veggie in there, but they they class it up for you. Well, when you smother your vegetables in lard, um, the health factor kind of... This is a big area where Disneyland does outshine Disney World in terms of the food offerings uh, that came along with the all the Star Wars theming because they have these great items where ours seem more like an afterthought. Yeah. Like, let's do the good stuff for Disneyland. We'll do Darth Vader waffles with the worst freaking chicken that's served cold imaginable. Uh, And then we didn't get to try their breakfast, but I, like, just... My mouth gets moist every time I look at the menu for breakfast with the Darth tamale and blue milk bread, French toast, stuff like that. Oh, I'm trying that next time I'm out there for sure. Well, you know, it's you've heard people have heard me say before that sometimes, you know, when I go out to Disneyland and go to Disney World, it feels like they're run by two entirely separate companies that have nothing to do with one another. Yeah. Because you say, okay, why can you do counter service like this? Right. And we can't. You know, is did, did you know? Did the Pony Express get shot on its way across the plains with the rest carrying the recipe for this stuff? Can we not email this stuff to each other and say, "Hey, guys, this is really working well for us. You should try this." I mean, I get there's a difference because of the volume. There's you know, obviously, Disney World serves a lot more people, um, and there are, I'm sure. Logistical issues that I'm not aware of that kind of make that more difficult. Well, they have to be on top of their their service like that, too, because there for them, somebody can literally walk out of the park, walk the street, and right here, there's like a Wendy's or whatever. So True, there is a lot more competition. There's, yeah. off, there's off-site competition. Mm-hmm. It's not like out here where Disney is surrounded by 47 square miles of their own stuff. Yeah. There, literally across the street, is, you know, Mimi's Cafe. Yeah. So, um, Another cool thing about this place, in addition to the food, you get a show, too. It, yeah. it takes place right there at the Jedi training. So you get, you know, lunch and a show. A really cool stage that, like, there, it comes out of the ground. It was the, like, mm-hmm. I, I looked at Craig at one point, and I was like, is it going into the ground? And you're like, no, it can't do that. And then you just stared at it, and you were like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's majestic. Yeah. That would be the best word yeah. for it. It, was, it, it. It's crazy cool. But there was another thing that I had here that I really liked, and then you and, you and I went back and had more of it because we just it was great. It was the, the light side. Yeah, my drink. diabetes was not happy with no. me that night. <laughs> because it's, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a lemonade with, uh, made with Granny Smith apple and yogurt meteors. Um, which are like these tiny, tiny little yogurt balls that they put in. Like, they'll put a whole bunch of them in, but they're sweetened, I think, or because yeah, they're, they're very sweet. They're like the same thing that's in like boba tea, or um, or uh, if you ever go to like Menchie's, they have them. Like, you can put them in the ice cream. They, so they kind of pop in your mouth a little bit once they get. You know, and like these things were delicious. And but yeah, one of these yeah. and my blood sugar was like nine hundred. <laughs> yeah. It was like. Oh my god! But it was so good. But it was also kind of weird as you're like you know sipping through the straw and like something solid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like shoots into the back of your throat. Keep and you're like, your oh, I hope there's not bugs in my drink. Um, well, you talk about theming again. Like they had so in the light side, you got an ice cube that was a Millennium Falcon, and in the dark side version of the drink, you had the Death Star, and that's already on top of like your meal can come in Han Solo's carbonite thing. You can get a Chewbacca sipper here. This is one quick service restaurant, just like a little. Restaurant, yeah, it's just a walk up window, and it's just crazy that it was that good. 
and that cool. I don't know. They did. They did a- It's it's really it's it's like a little destination. Yeah, it really is between the show and the specialty stuff you can get and the the quality of the food. I mean, there was a day that we knew that we were about to eat in like only an hour. Oh but yeah, yeah, we still got in the park, and the first thing we did mm-hmm. was we went straight we there. Like, let's and go we, split a, let's split a yeah, burger. Exactly. We split the dark side again. Yeah. <laughs> that says a lot. It does. It does. And I, I, I never would have imagined that I would have signed off on this location being on our list. Yeah. Um, but after I experienced it, I was like, you know what? It deserves its place. Deserves its place. And it is number three on our list of top five counter service restaurants at Disneyland. Number two. I would have put this as number one, okay? But I was outvoted. And since this is a uh, uh, a mock democracy, um, uh, I went ahead and left it at number two, but I think it belongs at number one. This is Tangaroa Terrace over at Disneyland Hotel. It's ju- ah, the food. The food. Um, I love Captain Cook's at the Polynesian after the, the last redo. Uh, and what the, But this place, this place beats it. And their flatbreads, in particular, the Kahlua pork flatbread. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to put a I'm going to I think I'm going to include a nice little video of Craig eating that maybe over this. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll remember that. That, yeah, that, 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 that I think you have to see a human enjoy food the way you, if you watch Craig Williams enjoy food, nobody will ever enjoy their food the same way again. The word orgasmic <laughs> is what comes to mind. Yeah. Well, this um, place is dangerously good. It is dangerously good. Yeah. That's, I, I almost have to force myself to not eat at this place because like that one flatbread, you can't you can't stop you, eating it. Yeah, it's not something that I would get the flatbread to share. Yeah. I would get the flatbread for the flatbread, <laughs> the flatbread <laughs> the for myself, flatbread. and then a second one for myself, and then maybe some poke with it too. And then wonder just why he health. puts on seven hundred pounds. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. No, at some point they're going to need a crane to get you out of your bedroom, and Richard Simmons is going to come and cry at your house, <laughs> calling it the Disney diet. As long as he's bringing you the pork flatbread. <laughs> Tell Richard to bring me the flatbread. Um, the Hawaiian cheeseburger with the teriyaki sauce, the pineapple. Their teriyaki sauce is incredible. Incredible teriyaki sauce. It's so, so good. This is also the location that produces, that, that cooks the, the foods, the bar foods for Trader Sam's, which is right next door. Mm-hmm. But we get to that in another episode. But... Uh, I enjoy the tuna poke there. I, I enjoy raw fish, and there's not a lot of places you can get it on, uh, on Disneyland property. At counter service, no less. Yeah, and this is really good. It's very fresh. It's served over um, guacamole and like a little toast point. Not, not, not and the guacamole points. is yeah. ridiculously fresh. It was yeah. so good. And I, I enjoy it. yeah, I, I actually not to give all the love to the pork flatbread. I actually like their their typical Hawaiian one, the ham and pineapple. It is it's solid. Uh, there's nothing really bad on this menu that I've ever had. And, you know, it's quick service right at the hotel. So if you're staying there, there's literally nothing more convenient that you could possibly have at all. Yeah, and they, and they do they do a really good breakfast, too. I know we didn't make it on the list, but I'll say that that was one of my standout places because I met you for breakfast one day. And it's yeah. just like super, super good. No, breakfast there is very, very good. And again, you know, for me, it comes down to consistency. I can't speak to the consistency of any other place on this list. Um, because, like I said, 
Me and counter service at Disneyland were not a match made in heaven. Um, but this place, I can say, is a counter service restaurant I've eaten at many times since it opened. And never once said, wow, this kitchen's off tonight. Or, wow, what did they do to this? Um, it's the same experience, same f- food, same quality, same flavors. Every time I go there, and when you have that, something is consistently good, you know it's being done well. For me, that's why this deserved to be number one on the list. But I was outvoted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was outvoted for the Plaza Inn at the Disneyland, at the Disneyland Park. Now, here's what I will say. We had lunch at the Plaza Inn, and it was very good. I have had breakfast at the Plaza Inn on more than one occasion, and it was not. Um, I don't know if something happens to these people between breakfast and lunch, <laughs> or well, if it's just that breakfast... Maybe it's the characters that are fixing breakfast. But isn't breakfast the uh, a buffet style? It is. Yeah. It's buffet style okay. um, for breakfast, and but it's you know pretty much buffet style for lunch, and dinner too. It's not table service. You're just paying what you um, what you select. Yeah. And I, you know, breakfast. I've not had, not, never had a good experience there. But I will say on this, and so for for me, that's where I stopped. I'm like, okay, this breakfast is not good. I'm not coming back there for anything. So going back there and trying the fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the second best <laughs> fried chicken. I'd had that week on that, that week. <laughs> the first, the best, honestly, was at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. The first night we got in, and we went to Ralph Brennan's for, uh, for dinner, and we were actually going to do a whole downtown Disney thing, but didn't have time. Um, and if we did a downtown Disney thing, Ralph Brennan's would have been very close. Yeah. To the top of our list in terms of places to eat in downtown Disney. But the fried chicken I had at Ralph Brennan's that night, I'm, I'm, I, will, I, I feel comfortable enough going on record and saying it was the best fried chicken I'd ever tasted. Oh, wow. Um, absolutely. If there is a perfect fried chicken, that was it. And I, we, we talk about the fried chicken from Publix all the time and how good it is. And mm-hmm. it is. It's great. doesn't hold a candle to what I had. At Ralph Brennan's. So, my butt. Second. <laughs> so, you're looking for a good number two. <laughs> you happen to be in the parks instead of downtown Disney. Um, but, but, you know, Plaza and you can go in and get the fried chicken. It's kind of a quick turnaround yeah, type yeah. thing. Whereas Ralph Brennan's, you know, you know you're sitting down. I mean, it's yeah. an event. I like the. It's an event. The, exactly. The, 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 are we going to mention that here? I feel like I'm going to segue into a souvenir you can get there, and that's in a different episode. Never mind. Okay. So. The Plaza Inn fried chicken, the best way to describe it is it's just iconic. As Pete said, it's not the best fried chicken you can get anywhere. But, but it's very good, yeah, though. I will say it was very good. Yeah, whenever you're talking about foods that you can get at Disneyland, this is this is one of those iconic things. You know, you have you have chimichangas, you have minjul. Hey, I like the chimichanga now. Sorry. I love the chimichanga now. It is. Not good to get before you go on a plane, but um, I've made worse decisions in life. Oh, especially um, you. <laughs> especially Craig. But, uh, no, it just 
the entire experience. The restaurant awful, is- awful thing. <laughs> Sounds and smells come out of that man that just isn't human. The, the- Something's inside dead. <laughs> <laughs> the history of this restaurant uh, is just, you know, it, it's it's its own thing. But um, uh, there's just something about getting fried chicken at Disneyland that it just it, you can't recreate that experience anywhere else there's nowhere else in that park where you could sit down and have that meal and it would have that same feeling as if especially if you're outside right in the hub area looking at the the castle with your binoculars even from there and uh you know looking across the street at the matterhorn and wondering why that's bigger than the castle but uh it's because mountains are bigger than castles who's bringing binoculars i i i'm if you if you if everyone is very very quiet, <laughs> no. we can hear Mary, Mary Joe no. Willie screaming, <laughs> sir. Whenever you talk about that castle, see the castle looks much bigger to Mary Joe because Mary Joe is only two foot six. <laughs> so to her, it's huge. To the rest of us normal sized people, it's not so much. Hey, I prefer I love sleeping in the castle. I love you, love you, love you, Mary Joe. Um, but the fried chicken, very good. At the Plaza Inn. Also, I uh, I was a big, big fan of the Red Velvet Cake. Um, oh, yeah. I thought the Red Velvet yeah. Cake was outstanding, as was, I can't believe I'm saying this, about a theme park restaurant, the, the Pasta Alfredo. Um, you know, Alfredo sauce seems simple, but to make it well is not. And I've had far more bad experiences with Alfredo to the point where I don't order it out anymore. I only eat what I make. When it comes to an Alfredo sauce, this was very, very good. Very good Alfredo. I was really surprised. That's and there was silence. Nice to say that. No, I, I, you know what's happening is I'm like just remembering it. Remembering going up to the counter and talking to the ladies there and just sitting and eating it. And like Craig said, looking out the window to see like the Matterhorn. And like it is like an experience. And like it's weird how much of our – I know we were very food heavy this time. But I don't remember – other than like a corn dog the first time like what i ate the first trip other than steakhouse 55 and now here i am and i'm just like good god i can't well, there i was, need to run back we to these knew places. there we wanted there to be a huge focus this time on dining last year we did our seven and seven it was all about resorts and we threw some dining stuff in but this year i i really wanted to focus on on dining yeah and i it for me, completely and utterly changed my perspective of dining at Disneyland. Oh yeah, you can make this. You can make a trip solely based on just going to eat. Places. And I never thought I w- would say that about. I mean, I could say that about Disney World. I mean, we have all these signature restaurants here. There's, you know, you can't you can't spit without hitting a signature restaurant at Disney World. Yeah, and we have a lot of good options. There's some phenomenal restaurants that I'd put up against any in, any in the world here, but. Yeah. When I'm sitting here talking counter service now and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I got to say, for lunch, I cannot, I have to be honest, I cannot recommend the Plaza for breakfast. I've eaten there two or three times now, and each time has been as bad or worse than the time before. Character interaction is amazing. The food was horrible. Horrible. Old, stale, not well prepared, not flavorful. Nothing like lunch. Lunch was a complete 180 for me from from breakfast. And if you do, go and you for don't lunch. agree with me on that? Oh, no, it's been a while since I've been there, but I think I'm more focused on the character interaction 
And that's mm. that what's that's what makes Plaza Inn popular in the morning. They distract the you they distract from the, bad you from food the food with yeah. like characters, yeah. And at lunch they're not doing the character thing, so they got to make sure the food stands on to its it, own. Yeah. But they have done that. Um, I will say for lunch, if you're going to eat at the Plaza Inn, absolutely, I recommend fried chicken, red velvet cake, and the pasta Alfredo, and you can't go wrong. Go hungry because it's a it's a lot of food. It is a lot of food, and it wasn't terrible. I forgot the price point, but I remember it not being terrible. I think like fifteen ninety nine for the chicken. I think it's gone a little, a little bit, yeah, but it's it's in that range. But it was it was plentiful. I, mean, yeah, I was going to say like you it's the mashed hard potatoes. To you, you could you could split it. I wouldn't, but you could. Yeah, you had the mashed potatoes, the green beans, things like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's hearty. Yeah. Yeah. The biscuit. So you've got, you know, it's a hearty meal for sixteen bucks, seventeen bucks. Then so. you go ride a roller coaster, and then yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that is our top five. Counter service locations at the Disneyland Resort, based on our opinions. Whitewater Snacks at the Grand Californian Flows V8 Cafe, Disney California Adventure. The Galactic Grill in Tomorrowland in the Disneyland Park. Tangaroa Terrace at the Disneyland Hotel. And the Plaza Inn is our number one at Disneyland Park. So that will do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, please go to Disneyland. Do yourself a favor. Bye.